Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Ten Bestest. I'm Brian Hart. I'm Karen McFarland Holman. And here we go with another episode. Are you ready? How you I'm feeling? I'm so ready. I feel ready. <laughs> you feel ready, and you're ready. So and, and I think I'm we're excited. ready. I am excited. Okay, you are excited. Yes. Good. Good. All right. Well, I'm excited too, and I get to go first this time, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited. My first cool sheet is a TV show, and this is Iron Chef. This is the original Iron Chef from Japan, not the American remake, the U.S. remake. This is the original. This is the one I watched when I was younger.、Uh, the, Iron Chef,、uh, the the Japanese literally means Iron Men of Cooking.、Uh, it was a Japanese television show produced by Fuji Television, and it premiered on October tenth in nineteen ninety three. Uh, it was this stylized cook-off featuring guest chefs who challenged the resident Iron Chef.、Uh, usually, there were three of them that they could pick from, and they would like raise them up in this very dramatic fashion. All these lights, and then they would pick the one they want. It was either、uh, a Japanese, a French, or a Chinese chef. Usually, there was、uh, different variations of that.、Uh, they would pick who they'd want to go against. There was over three hundred and nine episodes, and、uh, they always started with this quote: "Tell me what you eat, and I will tell you what you are," which is a famous quote from somebody else. But that's how they started it. They held it in Kitchen Stadium, which was this. Like I said, this show was over the top, super dramatic, and that's why I loved it so much.、Uh, there was, like I said, all these variations of different chefs, and they had really good records. So most of the time. Uh, they won. I don't know if the fix was in or not. I would like to think that it wasn't.、Um, it was also led by this eccentric host,、uh, the chairman Takashi、uh, Kaga, and he would start the、uh, intro of the show biting into this orange bell pepper, I believe. And once he did it, he just had this look. He would kind of smirk and glare into the screen, like he suddenly realized the secret of life. Like it was just—it's so bizarre, and that's why I love it so much. They would have these themed ingredients, so a secret, special ingredient. Before they started the show, you would have an hour to cook, and then you would have these panel of judges. If you haven't seen the show, you have to check it out. A la cuisine, Iron Chef. <laughs> This sounds like so much fun, and I'm wondering. Have you ever seen it? No, no. Oh my god. Okay,、gosh. but I have a question. I have a question. So this whole thing about iron is that like Iron Fist? Iron, like you know, in martial arts. Yeah, like arts? Iron Man. Yeah, like yeah. Iron.、Okay. Yeah. So Iron Man. Yeah, like like the comic book. Yeah, I always is like kind of like a. Kung Fu movie slash cooking show. That's what I'm wondering. Ooh, that sounds Including, like including like overdubbed, so it was dubbed in English、um, and kind、oh、of broken English, like not great, but also、yeah. really added to the charm of it. I just thought it was so endearing. And Alakazine is how they would start the competition, which means go kitchen. Oh, nice! <laughs> which is just great.、Uh, Then they'd have this host, this like main person that kind of narrated what's happening as、mm-hmm. they saw it. But they would have this other person kind of going to the chefs and asking them, kind of, if they're correct. And I don't know, they were on 
a walkie or what, and then they would just like interrupt and go, Cuisson. And they were like, actually, the chef is like preparing this meal, blah, 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 and like give them oh, the finer cool, details cool. Oh, and see. Nice. And a lot of the times, this person that would narrate was right. And then the, uh, I believe the judges were also in on the, on the talking or else it was co-hosts and they would talk about the experience and then they would taste the dish and see who won the battle. So very high energy, dynamic. Super high. Uh, just like, every, it was Which, so, 1993, so that's yeah. ahead of its time because oh, back then yeah. things could happen slowly and people could handle it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like now what no, it's like. It was so. like the, it was so much fun and then it was so popular that they did make a, a U.S. remake mm. um, with U.S. chefs and like Bobby Flay was in it, um, you know, so a lot of celebrity chefs. Uh, Miramoto, who was one of the Japanese chefs in the original, was then in the U.S. version as well. And him and Bobby Flay nice. actually had Having like these little, like rivalries and mm. like these these like special event competitions where it was like it was a big deal too. It was like a total like culture war and Bobby Flay like did stuff to like insult uh. the chef and I again I don't <laughs> know how much spicy. of it was staged or how mm. much of it wasn't, but it was so entertaining. But definitely the original is better. And the great thing about it is now, this is the first thing that got me on Twitch. There's a 24-hour tri- uh, Twitch channel that just plays all 300 and whatever episodes oh, wow. over and over and over 24-7. It's always going. It's like you'll just, if you turn on the link, and this will be on our show notes at tempestus.com slash ironchef. And you can go there, you can click on the link and get to the Twitch channel, and you can watch Iron Chef 24 7. That's awesome. It's, you can just drop right in. Yeah. Too, and it would be any And that's kind of episode. the best part, yeah, because you'll just drop in the middle of the show, yeah. and you have to kind of figure out what's going, what's the secret ingredient, where are mm. we, who's the Iron Chef, who are they fight, you know, going against. Uh, and just the look, like the, the reaction shots of when they uh, release the secret ingredient and both chefs, they always, and I'm sure it's from an alternate take of who knows when, but they're like, oh, like they're always like super stressed. Oh, really dramatic. And, and like, yeah, yeah, very yeah, dramatic. Awesome. So it's one of the greatest shows of all time. It's one of my favorites for sure. Love it. I, I have never seen it. Oh my gosh. So you have to check it time. out. Yeah. Especially just drop right into Stitch. Yes. Cool. Cool, thank you. You're very welcome. All right, well, my next cool sheet. This is also going to be a TV show, but we are going to fast forward to the year 2021, which is right now. And this is Reservation Dogs. This is a fantastic TV series. It tells real, it tells raw, but endearing stories of teenagers that are growing up on a reservation in Oklahoma. It was created by Sterling Harjo, who is a producer and a director, alongside the brilliant filmmaker Taika Waititi, a former Cool Sheet in episode 153, and my favorite director. Uh, but Sterling Harjo's really taken the reins on this whole show. He wrote most of the episodes, but does share the job of directing the episodes with several others, including Sydney Freeland, who is a transgender Navajo filmmaker. Other directors are Black Horse Lowe and Tazba Rose Chavez. Reservation Dogs. It has this deeply embedded charm 
that I know is out there in other shows, but I haven't really felt it personally in a TV series since Northern Exposure that has all of these characters you just get to know and love and they all have their their just interesting um, aspects to them. I just I just love it. This show is not carried by big name actors, but instead you're drawn into these lives, into these teenagers, their struggles, their losses, their tenacity, and it is also very humorous. It is considered a comedy, so it carries that as well. And given that these creators, the writers, the directors, and the actors come from Native American origins or native origins, the authenticity is there, which is so refreshing to hear stories told by a group of people about themselves and instead of it being told by other people. I love, 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 and highly recommend Reservation Dogs. Oh, thank you so much for bringing this up. I've been wanting to watch this series for a long time now, uh-huh. and uh, now this I think this has finally convinced me. Not yeah. that I needed convincing, but now I will remind me to check it out. Yes. Anything yeah, with Taika, like if his name's on it, I want to watch it for sure. Yeah. I know it's good, and yeah, former cool sheet of ours, and uh, I always have to tell a story when I met him because it <laughs> was amazing because he is one of those people you never know about the Hollywood elites, not that he is, mm-hmm. but you know, the Hollywood actors and directors and things like that. Are they as cool in real life, in person? Yeah. And he was cooler, better, funnier, everything you would want him to be. He was a hundred percent love it like you would think he was he's so great oh he's yeah so i want to support him in every way possible and he's always doing meaningful stuff like this Mm -hmm. which is cool he'll do the silly stuff like thor ragnarok or even what we do in the shadows and things that are completely silly (laughs) another cool sheet yes yes (laughs) but then he does like really meaningful and and important topics and things yes ah he's so so great and he'll do a star wars episode or a voice for it or he's the greatest and the original plan for this one is that he would be writing a lot more of the episodes but it turns out mm. he hasn't which is totally fine that's great it he, he was part of starting it off but then giving a chance for other people to shine in this even it's still but like you wouldn't know it wasn't him it's it's yeah. top-notch uh, so, storytelling is so well done oh my gosh yeah so cool i cannot wait to check it out thank you so much oh my pleasure All right. My next cool sheet is an article, and this is the questions concerning technology. So I've kind of talked about this several times, about technology and questions we should be asking ourselves. And uh, this was actually uh, back in 2016, originally posted by ML Sakasis. Um, but it's even more relevant today than it was. Now that we have seen kind of this more like um, uh, the... Uh, several other cool sheets, um, Center for Humane Technology and some of the docs and things. This is more on the forefront of people's mind. But uh, this was, again, done uh, five years ago at time of recording, but super important. And it talks about these 41 different questions. And I'll try to get through as many as I can in another minute and 20 seconds that I have. Uh, What sort of person will the use of this technology make of me? What habits Will the use of this technology instill? How will the use of this technology affect my experience of time? How will the use of this technology affect my experience of place? How will this uh, use of technology affect 
how I relate to other people. How will the use of this technology affect how I relate to the world around me? How or what practices will the use of this technology cultivate? Uh, what practices will the use of this technology displace? Uh, what will the use of this technology encourage me to notice, good or bad? All of these things are questions we should be asking ourselves. Although, I think if you ask a lot of these questions, it really might think, do I need this technology? Should I be using it? But so important. There's so many more. Well, will the use of this technology encourage me to ignore what was required of other human beings so uh, that I might be able to use this technology? What was required of other creatures so that I might be able to use this technology? Uh, I'm out of time. Definitely check out our notes and definitely check out this article. It's super, super important. Uh, I forget what it's called, <laughs> but go check it out. <laughs> So many important questions, yeah. and I bet there's even more. Um, and gosh, it was a couple of those really stood out to me. One of them was the that sense of place. And you know, you think about, and of course, the most obvious thing is a cell phone, and how by being on it, you can actually not even be present in the place you are at. Mm-hmm. And just last night, I was out under the full moon, and I got my phone, and I'm trying to take pictures and all this stuff. And I reflect back on that, and it's like, was I really even there in those moments? Yeah. When I put down my phone, I was there. Right. And, um, and then the other one was when you said, what did this require of other creatures? Yeah. And it makes me think of mining. It makes me think about raping the side of a mountain and the ecology yeah. there and all the animals that no longer had a place to live because of that. It's huge. It goes, it's enormous. So Yeah, I mm. think... Sometimes we're just now starting to think about people. How, you know, is it slave labor? Is it what's mm-hmm. affecting the environment? But lessers do we think about the creatures involved in the habitat yeah, and right. other things like that. So, yeah, I didn't even get close to the 41 different questions. Uh, the, the questions concerning technology is the name of the article now that I've scrolled past them all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, yeah, so there were so many that connected with you and me, and that was just the few that I listed yeah, off. And yeah, every yeah. single one of them is super important. Ooh. Yeah. All yeah. right, so it's serious business here, but important yes, to look at those. absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. And it might make you a little bit uncomfortable, mm. and I would say that's probably a good thing. If yeah. it's making you a little bit uncomfortable and helping you kind of question, you know, I'm, it doesn't mean you have to change everything, but just think about it a little bit more, yeah. I think is going to be a good thing. Even if that's all you do is just read this, think about it a little bit, think about mm-hmm. it maybe a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and then go into your normal way of living. Yeah, It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you for that. It's like it's one of those things. It's like not fun, but super important. Yes. Yeah. So I appreciate that. All right. Moving on to my next cool sheet. This is an article. 23 of the most beautiful words in the world. All right. So I have had quite a few word based cool sheets over the years, but not in a while. I can't even remember last time I did one of these. And so here I will be talking about this article. It points out there's these 23 words. They're unusual. Some are beautiful sounding. 
they are poetic or they're unique in some other kind of way. And so what I wanted to spend my time doing is giving some examples of them and talking about them. So the first one is from Afrikaans, a language from South Africa, and it is spookasam. And this term directly translates as ghost's breath. And so if you hear that word ghost's breath and think about what it might mean, in this case, it is actually referring to cotton candy. And so I love the poeticism of that, how they're taking this, this fluffy, delightful thing and then imagining where it came from. And then that's the word that's used for it. So great example. Another one is Fernweh, which is German. And this is used to describe the feeling of missing a place you've never been. So think about that. I immediately, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, Bora Bora. I miss Bora Bora. I have never been to Bora Bora, but I miss it. So I loved it when I saw that word. Okay, another one, and this reminds me of just recently this outing I did on a kayak under the full moon. And this is a Swedish word that is moongata, which means the reflection of the moon on the water. I love these words where it's just one word, but it has this whole meaning that in English we need quite a few words to describe it. Another one, Dautropen. This is Dutch and it literally translates as dew treading and it refers to the feeling of walking barefoot on dew covered morning grass. So read the rest of this article. If you want to see the other 19 or so, read about them. 23 of the most beautiful words in the world. Oh, cool. That's so cool. I love to, because as you were saying the words, I would like form my own thing. Oh, I bet you that means this. Mm -hmm. And of course it was like completely off, which yeah. is great Yeah, yeah. in a but, really fun way. Yes. Um, that is so cool. Yes. I love when you bring uh, word cool sheets to, to the program here because they're so interesting. They're so amazing. Oh, and it. because yeah, it brings in culture, it brings in language mm -hmm. And it brings in, like I said, poetry and these unexpected words and feelings that they invoke yeah. that I just love. Yeah, it does. They're super powerful. And it's so interesting because there's so many uh, emotions and, and things that we don't have words for that mm -hmm. other countries do, which is, is yeah. so fascinating to me because it's like, why don't we have better words, different words, <laughs> right. you know, we have so many of the same word that means multiple things, which mm -hmm. is very confusing for someone that isn't a native English speaker. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll have, you know, read and read and spelled the same. It means different. Yes. And then, yes. and then, and then the color, which is also spelled different, but pronounced the same. And then we don't have a word for something like, you know, that's needed. Yeah. It's so wild to me, but super fascinating. I, I, I love it. It interests me a lot. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. You're that. welcome. Some more good ones. Linguistics. And, and don't forget that language. you can see all of those uh, on our show notes at 10bestest.com slash ironchef. So that's 10bestest.com slash ironchef. All right. My next cool sheet is going to be... Uh, uh, it's going to be a type of pen, which seems really silly, but when you find a good pen, <laughs> it could be a game changer. And these are Tombow pens. So these uh, Tombow was established in Japan in 1913 as a wood case pencil provider for Japanese students. And it has now grown into a worldwide provider, provider of art, 
uh, markers, liquid glue, adhesive tape, fine writing pens, correction tape, drawing pencils, color pencils, and erasers. Uh, it was manufactured in facilities local, um, located in Japan and Southeast Asia countries. Um, their products are redefining common practices and traditions to offer customer excitement and satisfaction. <laughs> so, you know, this is one of these, you know, a lot of buzzwords and other things. But let me tell you, it is true. These pens, and I, I used to never think that pens were a big deal. I would just do the thing where, you, oh, you pick up pens, you know, either at work and you somehow they relocate to your house. And then all of a sudden I had 200 pens, all non-matching, all pretty cheap. Uh, and then I kind of was like, huh, I'm going to throw away all of those just because I was mostly wanting to minimalize and get rid of my clutter. And then I was like, you know, what's, what's the deal with these people are really get really like nerded out about pens. Are they that cool? And I started buying several different kinds and it does, it makes all the difference in the world. So I love the packaging, first of all, all this cool Japanese writing that I can't read. So it was really hard for me to pick up the spin. I, I got it when I was at the comic book class again. And I was like, I, how am I going to know which one to buy? Which one do you have? They're like, oh, look for the, uh, the purple or the blue color. And that's all I needed to know. I went on the shelf, found it. Of course, they helped me out as well. But this pen, so it's, it's got this flex tip. It's kind of like a brush. Um, but it just, you know, when you write with it, you, this literally will make your writing and drawing better just because it, the flow of it, it's so beautiful. Definitely, if you're a pen nerd or if you want to maybe dabble in becoming one, check out Tombow. Give me that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. You're I just love like, pens. hurry up and finish I know, so I can I was like, Ooh. put this in my hands. I, and I, while you were talking, I was looking around for oh, paper. Oh, I know. I did not. Because I wanted I did not to try do it. it. We'll have to try it oh. after the show. <laughs> oh, it's just lovely. It is. It's Ooh. such a beautiful... I mean, these are like pieces of art themselves. And like I said, when you find a good one, it is amazing mm-hmm. how much better... Your life can be a seemingly trivial thing, but it makes a big difference. If it makes you happy, then it's not trivial. Oh, it is not trivial. I, it's one of those things you see the pen, and yeah. first off, you feel happy, and yeah. then and it makes you want to start writing, which is something. a good thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It bring more joy. Mm. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, I'm gonna head into my next cool sheet, and this one is a company. Mint Mobile Cell Service. All right. I never thought I would talk about a cell service company, but here I am. I have had a really hard time swallowing my phone bills over the years and struggling with the value that I'm either getting or not getting with my current cell service. I'm not going to say who they are. It's a large service provider. But from what I can tell, other large companies are not too much different from what I have. So I have had my eye on smaller companies and specifically Mint Mobile for a couple years now. I've been watching them, I've been investigating it, and here I am. I'm gonna admit, I was a bit suspicious of it at first, but over this time of a couple years, I've become convinced that it is the way to go. And one of the reasons is, of course, for the cost. It's far less than mine. The coverage is the same. The plans are more flexible. You can bring your own phone into the mix. You can jump between plans as needed. Your data doesn't get shut down. If you go over, like some companies, including mine, have done. And it's also just the the um, whole 
aspect of, um, of their attitude towards it. So the owner is Ryan Reynolds, very well-known actor. He makes awesome ads, of course, but that's not why I decided to switch. I will say that he's one of the reasons that I became aware of it by watching the ads, but in some ways it actually made me wary. I thought, okay, what is it with an actor is now delving into technology? What's going on there? But once I followed what the company was doing and talking to people who did switch and they rave about it, I was truly convinced with that. They have a lot of great introductory offers in various ways for new subscribers. And I am very excited about making this switch. They're not paying me to say this. I have found this over the past couple of years of the investigating that I have done on Mint Mobile. Oh man, this is so cool. Okay. I have questions for yes. sure. So Ryan Reynolds, like he started the company? No, no, no. So oh, okay. he did not start Got it. Um, he's not the founder, but he bought it. So it started in 2016 oh, okay. and he bought it in 2019. Okay. Yeah. He's slowly, let's keep our eye on him. I love him. But he's yeah. slowly taking over the world. He's like buying all these companies. And oh, I didn't know he's he has like others. a gin or tequila. I think it's gin. He's doing like, which is great because yes, he is charming and hilarious, and he seems to be doing well with these. He's not, you know, changing them into a big corporation or anything. He's yeah, kind of just noticed. using his money mm-hmm. and celebrity to keep them alive, almost, mm-hmm. or keep them going, or I don't know. But it's super cool. Uh, I think I've heard of this one. I've heard of some of these off-brands, and yeah, there are people that swear by them uh, how great they are. So this is so cool because I I keep thinking, too, like I want to make the switch, you know, just not be in a big, giant conglomerate and part of the machine like that. Yep. Super cool. So have you made the switch yet? I'm currently in the process. In the process. Yep. So we'll have to maybe have like a, a, a part two. Yeah, for sure. Back. How? Yeah, maybe after six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but sure. I certainly have heard from people that have used these types of services, mm-hmm. these smaller ones. They love it. They're like, I'm never going back. There's no way because there was no lapse in service. I think that's kind of the scariest part. You always think that, oh, it's not going to be the same. I'm going to get drop calls. Uh huh. Change is hard. And when you're used, and that's what has kept me in my current one for so long is that whole idea of change. So, yeah, Yeah. it does happen. So, this is very cool. Uh, Yeah, so I'll have to check it out and see if you like it. I'll let you know for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it probably it goes without saying, I think, for the people that know our podcast, but since now we have a YouTube channel, there we do not, we aren't sponsored by any of these cool sheets, let alone this one or any of them. And if we ever are, because we're not opposed to it, sponsors out there, yeah. but we would make it super transparent if we had right. ads in the middle or something like that. If that ever happened, you would know for sure. But you cannot be a cool sheet if you give us money or sponsor us. It almost would like hurt you. We, and we yeah, wouldn't talk about it single, in the same way. Exactly. Sure, sure. Nothing we've ever talked about has been sponsored ever. We choose it because we like it yeah, to yeah. start. If you, wanna, if you want to be like, hey, yay, you picked us, yeah, great. But we good. pick first because we like it. Absolutely. So anyway, I just thought I would put that little disclaimer out. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. It. My next uh, cool sheet is a, it's, it's a hard one to define. It's a model to understand and measure curiosity. (laughs) And this is called the five dimensions of curiosity. So this immediately caught my curiosity, no pun, or maybe a lot of puns intended because uh, a lot of our, you know, our end tag is stay curious and uh, we are very curious people. That's kind of why we started this show. So Todd B. 
uh, Cashton, a PhD, has been studying curiosity for a long time. And in 2009, he wrote a book called Curious and co-authored a paper redefining his earlier work about the two dimensions of curiosity. But he always kind of thought that wasn't enough. There was just two, there's more than two, and he kept working on it, working on it. And in 2015, he and several other people came up with a total of five dimensions of curiosity. So he goes into this article, it explains what they are. Number one, joyous exploration. So this is uh, the prototype of curiosity. This is recognition and the desire to seek out new knowledge and information and the subsequent joy of learning and growing. So I think we all have at least experienced this. Uh, For me, this is one of the drivers of my happiness in my life completely. So I was already in. Uh, But then he talks about different ones. Uh, Deprivation sensitivity. This is a dimension Uh, uh, that has a distinct emotional tone with anxiety and tension being more prominent than joy, but pondering abstract or complex ideas, trying to solve problems and seeking to reduce gaps in knowledge. So I will say that not all of these are good, but that's actually more interesting to me. Number three is stress tolerance. Uh, This is the dimension about the willingness to embrace the doubt and confusion and anxiety of other forms of distress that arise from exploring new and unexpected, uh, complex and mysterious and other obscure events. Uh, The other one is social uh, curiosity. That's number four. And number five is thrill-seeking. I ran out of time already. I don't even know how that happened. But definitely check out these uh, five dimensions of curiosity. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Wow. I love this. Yes. And there was one, it was the second one, I forgot what it's called, but it talked about that there's a little bit more anxiety and Mm -hmm. it was um, this, you really want to fill the gaps in knowledge. And that made me think of something that's happening with me right now. I'm trying to teach people more about the Mm. virus. Oh, yeah. And, And so I need to, I'm a chemist, but I'm not a virologist and things like that. So I am like really trying hard to fill those gaps so that I can, I can explain things and feel confident what I'm saying is true and and accurate and factual. And, um, and yeah, it does. I'm curious, but it's not that joy and that fascination and that it's, it's, um, but it's definitely strong. So it's, I'm, I, it's so cool because I, this is all new to me. I've never heard of these five different realms, but I totally see them. Like I see those distinguishing features of the different types. So cool. cool. Yeah. It's just fascinating to know that, you know, you think of curiosity and well, you think a couple different things. There's curiosity, kill the cat. So is it a negative? Well, no, I think most people think of it as a positive thing, but just to the reframe it, that, that some of it can cause anxiety and that's okay. And now you have a name and a definition and, mm-hmm. you know, that's always just great. Uh, yeah. I was, he also talked about how this evidence uh, led to four types of curious people, which I didn't even get into, oh, wow. but that's also in the article. So definitely check out our show notes at yeah. Iron Chef, and that will get you to the first one, which was about Iron Chef, and also this article as well. All of our show notes will be on there, but yeah, so many good things. Uh, I just loved it. I love it. Excellent. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, my next cool sheet. I'm going to be talking about an art exhibition. This is called Frida Kahlo, La Experiencia Inmersiva. So Frida Kahlo, brilliant artist, well-known artist who could be a cool sheet all on her own, is the focus of an art exhibition. It's in Mexico City. 
But even though it's there, and if you can't go to Mexico City, you can go to the website and the show notes, and there are other ways that you can at least see the pictures and find out more about it. So this beautiful, beautiful exhibition, it means immersive experience in Spanish, and it's meant to capture the bold talent of this powerful woman, this famous artist. It is part music and light show, it is part living diary, and it is part interactive experience. So I love art exhibitions to begin with, but then you bring in all these different dynamic types of ways of doing it, and it just sounds amazing. According to the producer of the show's visual effects, they say Frida is an immersive multi-sensory experience that takes the work of artist Frida Kahlo and presents it on a monumental scale accompanied by music, scenography, sculpture, interaction, and digital animation. What could be better than all of that? The installation uses 90 projectors and 50 speakers to display a newly imagined view of this artist's work. There are also interactive displays, which sounds really amazing, such as one called Free Stroke, which invites the visitors there to create digital masterpieces of their own. Another goal of the exhibit goes beyond showing Frida's art. It also immerses the visitors in Frida's life. There's music played by her favorite Spanish musicians, as well as narration from her personal journals and letters. Her great-grandniece, Mara de Onda, explained that they wanted visitors to get to know Frida's paintings and more about her as an artist, but with a little bit of familiarity and intimacy with Frida. So again, this is called Frida La Experiencia Inmersiva. Oh, whoa, let's go right now. Yes, I Stop know. the show. Let's I just know. go. <laughs> this is all the things I love about yeah. art, especially the the projection, mm-hmm. the interactivity, the full immersion, oh, yeah. the speakers. Oh, yeah. It's like my new favorite style of art has for a long time now has been this, this kind of visual, pro- digital projection. Uh, all of that stuff is yeah. just, oh, it's all in my wheelhouse because it's combining technology mm-hmm. and creativity and art in new and interesting ways. And yeah, interactive, of course. I've yeah. done a lot of interactive art right. before. And, and I'm uh, seeing interactive art more and more yeah. at art museums oh, where so they cool. invite you, you, you see what's there, and then they invite you to go in and create something your own. That, yeah. And that's just... I think all art museums should try to do that. And maybe Absolutely. they are all are now, but yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that seems to be, you know, enamored with all of this because, yeah, it is happening more and more, which is super exciting. Yes. And I think it's a good way to, to kind of a gateway to get people into art because once mm, you can be true. a part of it and experience it and and interact with it, then that will make you feel mm. like you're, look, I'm more of an artist. This is, uh, yeah. you know, interesting. I could do some of this. I don't right. know. It's just, it's super cool. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and even just going to the, the link, go to the website, the yeah. colors are beautiful. Oh, gosh. And I, she's just an amazing person and artist. So, yeah. yeah, can't go wrong. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I didn't know anything about this. And, you know, I'm trying to keep my you're close to the pavement on new art yeah, installations yeah. and things like this. And I had no idea. So yeah. it's great. And it opened on her, what would have been her 114th birthday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. My last school sheet. 
And this is going to be a website project, a book, a film. It's all of the above. It is called The Debt Project. And in 2013, Brittany Powell made a difficult decision to file for bankruptcy for her photography business. Uh, in the years following uh, the 2008 economic collapse, she found herself in a significant amount of debt. And this is a position that many uh, Americans in the United States and across the country uh, share, but it is a very isolating experience and one that is often steeped, steeped in a lot of shame. Uh, so she wanted to kind of she uh, wanted to share her personal experience. She was kind of inspired by the uh, "We Are 99% slogan that came from the Occupy movement, and she started this debt project. That was like exploration of the role of debt and finance plays in the personal identity and social structure of, of people. Um, so the book uh, presents an intimate look into 99 different lives, uh, each shared by an aggressively honest portrait of the person's home, surrounded by all of their belongings, and then it's accompanied, so it's a picture, and then it's accompanied by a handwritten note of the amount of debt that that person has and the story behind it. So some of these are pretty repetitive and very depressing. Uh, a lot of it's house debt. Uh, mortgage is one of the biggest factors, but also uh, living in an expensive city, just difficulty finding a job that after you've graduated. Uh, and it's not just during the recession, but any time. Um, maybe it's from a bad marriage or a bad divorce um, and tons and tons of student loans and debt. Uh, but just knowing that you aren't alone can in itself help a lot right off the bat, especially because this is so much shame um, that is, you know, goes with debt. And I love that this is trying to change it. Check out The Debt Project. <laughs> Oh, this is so important for people. Yeah. And I think right now it's probably more important than ever. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's Ooh. probably relevant and important all the time. And that's kind of actually the thing. It's like we try to say, oh, this is because of the recession or this mm, is because of whatever. Yeah. But it's actually, this happens all the time. Yeah. And to so many people, 99% yeah. of the people pretty much are have some kind of debt. Wow. Um, or I don't know if that's the exact statistic, but it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of people and a lot of debt. And and it is very vilified, though. Mm. You know, people, they, they the, the people, the, the creditors, the big business, whatever, whoever it is, try to act like it's not a problem shared by a ton of people. That if, oh, if you have that, then that's your problem and you don't know how to manage money or you don't know what you're doing mm. and which is pretty much baloney. I love it. I love that this is yeah. just talking about it more. It can never so be a bad thing. Does she have any um, teaching about what to do about it, or is it more of awareness yeah. and helps you feel like, there? okay, there are others who have this problem. Yeah. It's not just yeah, me. Yeah, it's mostly yeah, that's, awareness that's and just yeah. bringing it to light that you're not alone in this. Um, yeah, so she doesn't even dive into it, and there's plenty of cool sheets even that we've shown that, mm -hmm. that talk about different ways to help your own uh, debt or, you know, get out of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think just sharing this, uh, that you're not alone is enough for this piece. Yes. It's really it's cool. It's hugely important. Yeah. yeah. And there's on our website, there's, you know, you could get the book, you can go on the website. She has short films about it. It's, mm. There's so many different kinds of resources. So however mm. is best for you to check that out, there's a yeah. way in that, that resource. And again, that'll be on our show notes at 
10bestlist.com slash Iron Chef. You can go to the show notes. You can check out this link and all the other links for yeah. all the other cool sheets. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. And here I am with my last cool sheet. I'm going to be talking about something in astronomy, and it is called the Lagoon Nebula. Formerly, it is known as M8, but man, I don't like it when, when things in space are called like numbers and letters. Let's call it the Lagoon Nebula. This was discovered way back in the 1600s, actually, by an Italian astronomer, Giovanni Bastita, who, like others at that time, was seeking out nebulous objects instead of stars and planets up in the night sky, and he wanted to catalog them as stationary objects so that they wouldn't be mistaken for comets that were also were somewhat nebulous but um, would travel through the sky. So let me talk a little bit about what a nebula is. A nebula, this is a distinct body of interstellar clouds. So these clouds can consist of cosmic dust, which can have hydrogen and helium and molecules that are creating this amorphous blob, essentially. And there are several different types of nebula. And I bring up specifically the Lagoon Nebula as a cool sheet for two specific reasons. And one of them is that it is a star-forming cloud of this interstellar gas. This means that it is essentially a star nursery where stars are actually born, where they're created. And seeing that magic with your own eyes is enough to take your breath away. It took my breath away the first time I saw the Lagoon Nebula, which was just two weeks ago. Second reason why I bring up the Lagoon Nebula specifically, it is one of the few star-forming nebula that is visible to the naked eye from uh, mid-northern latitudes. However, I recommend looking for it with binoculars if you have that or if you have a telescope if possible because when it is magnified, you can see not only this shimmering cloud-like patch, but also the shining stars within it. And you can see the three-dimensionality of this gorgeous astronomical object, the Lagoon Nebula. Whoa, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Magical. And Magical. to think that I just thought Nebula was a Marvel character and that's it. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's all I knew, and you didn't know at all, so that seems Uh, perfect. (laughs) And what an enchanting name it has, the Lagoon Nebula. Yeah, very cool. Um, Yeah, this is fascinating. You know, there's so much more out there than we even kind of know, especially Mm -hmm. me, when I just think it's something completely different. No, I didn't know that it had something to do with space, but not any of this kind of detail. Oh, yeah. Now I want to check it out. I got to come yes. to your house and see it on your yes. telescope. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are invited. I bet is you know I have For binoculars sure. that are like maybe at best you can see a bird a little bit closer, but nothing like nebula like like. Well, like you still one that so you have yeah this though. one. It's just better with the telescope. You yeah. could see it, but in terms of seeing that. The, like I said, it's like three-dimensional. Like you see the blob oh. and you see the stars inside. All of that, that you really do need a telescope for that. And and just knowing, going, these stars are being created here. Now, nebula, there, um, there are other types, as I said. And okay. some of them are essentially the death 
of a star. Uh-huh. So it could okay. be like from a supernova could create that. And mm-hmm. I believe the Crab Nebula, that's a fairly famous nebula. Oh, um, I've had that. It tastes good. That, yeah, that's... No, it's, no? Okay. <laughs> um, I love Crab Nebulas. Nice. Mm, a garlic butter. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the, which I guess is the that's the death of a star, and your crab is also dead in that case. Yeah. So, sadly, Delicious. but crab nebulous. delicious. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, astronomy. I love astronomy. Yeah, as you can tell, I, I've talked about it several times now. I'm trying to think what else I've talked about, but in any case, this this is a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. Thank you so much for sharing You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to check uh, all of our show notes at tenbestest.com slash ironchef. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. All of that good stuff. Check it out. Thank you so much, and stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com, for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10bestus will be back with an all-new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.